हेलो वेलकम डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह डिसाइड टुडे इन यूनिट सेवनटीन कैनेडा लेट अस स्टार्ट दिस लेक्चर विद टॉपिक मैकडोनाल्ड कमीशन फ्यूचर इकोनॉमिक पर्सपेक्टिव द दिस कमीशन सो फार इज द लार्जेस्ट इन कैनेडियन हिस्ट्री appointed in 1982 to examine the future economic prospects of the country and effectiveness of its political institutions it was chaired by donald s macdonald a former minister of finance the commission also included 12 other commissioners who represented diverse sections of canadian society The three-volume report released in September 1985 made a number of recommendations reflecting three underlying themes. First, the report emphasized that Canada should maintain an adaptive economy capable of adjusting rapidly to international economic changes. and new technologies greater reliance on market mechanism as opposed to government interventions and a free trade agreement with the us were the hallmarks of this theme second while the commission agreed that the overall scope of welfare state should be maintained the report recommended reforms to important income security programs to ensure greater economic efficiency and social equality third the commission reaffirmed the traditional model of parliamentary government but recommended the adoption of an elected senate to sensitize the federal government more fully to the aspirations of canada's diverse regions despite its recommendation and substantial support it received from the business community government and the media the report was criticized by the labor movement nationalist groups and social activists Between 1984 and 1999 though some segments of the population enjoyed increases in wealth the ground reality was that wealth distribution in in Canada became more unequal we can analyze the present economy of Canada by taking into account a number of social and economic indicators Now let us start the next topic economic and social indicators. The first is goods and services. The best way to describe the Canadian economy is to examine what kind of goods and services they produce and consume. What sort of jobs they do, how much they earn and whom they work for and trade with. Canadians have long been famous to themselves as hovers of wood and drawers of water and the country's development was initially motivated 
by a desire to exploit the country's natural resources. At the same time, it is also true that while the source industries still account for a significant share of overall economic activity in the Canada as in other developed countries most output is produced in the manufacturing and service sector. In 1997 manufacturing accounted for 18 percent of overall Canadian output while agriculture and the resource industries, forestry, fishing and trapping, mining and petroleum and electric power, gas and water together accounted for under 15%. Canada had a larger service sector and smaller manufacturing sector. In 1997, 73% of workers were employed in the service sector with 15.5% in manufacturing and only 5.1% in agriculture and natural resources. The second point is nature of work. Another way to describe Canadian economic activity is to look at the kinds and amounts of work Canadians do, not at what they produce. The distinction between what is produced and the type of work done to produce, it is often forgotten but of course is crucial. Moreover, mechanization has also resulted in the number of direct production workers. The number of Canadians who actually hew, draw, drill or farm for a living is masculine. While 7 out of 10 Canadians now work in white-collar occupations, at the same time there has been a dramatic increase in the rate of participation. From 55% in 1946 to 64.8% in 1997, which is mainly due to the participation of women in the labor force. The female participation rate increased from 24.7% to 57.5%, while the male rate declined from 85.1% to 72.5%. The main factors responsible for this increased rate of female participation are improved method of birth control, the invention of labor-saving home appliances, change in attitude, and the growth of public sector, etc. But the participation rate has been less successful in checking the unemployment rate that has risen from an average of 5.2% in 1960 to 6.7% in 1970s to 9.9 percent between 1980s and 1986. There are two main factors responsible for rising unemployment rate. On the one hand, it is believed that due to unemployment insurance program, many people prefer to undergo periodic spells of unemployment. 
and that there are many more secondary workers women and young people mainly who presumably are not as desperate for employment as was the archetypical workers of the 1950s the male head of the household in which no one else earned an income on the other hand the unemployment rate for prime age males has also been crippling up over the last two decades but from 1996 the unemployment rate has been decreasing from 9.6% in 1996 9.1% in 1997 to 7.6% in 2003 The third point is education. Education plays an important role in development of individual and society in empowering people and enhancing their decision making power. It is known that the level of education influences the types of job people obtain and the income they receive. As per the 2001 census people with a bachelor degree were more likely to have higher earning than high school graduates and another trend was also observed related to education as more and more job required post secondary education young men and women became more likely to extend their stay in parents home and delay marriage and starting their own families Data from the census show that Canadians have continued to upgrade their education in order to get good jobs to support themselves and their families. It is not surprising that the Canadian population now enjoys better education than ever and Canada ranks highest among the organizations for economic cooperation and development. countries in the proportion of its working age population with college and university education combined in addition to workforce education job opportunities etc there are other indicators which determine the living standards or economic growth of any country when it comes to education we can observe that the educational qualifications significant acquired by canadian over the past 50 years are the proportion of individuals with a university degree for example surged tenfold from 2% of the population aged 25 and above in 1951 to 20% in 2001 while the share of canadian with less than grade 9 plugged into 55% to 11% the trend towards university education was evident during the 1990s the proportion of individuals aged 25 and over with a university degree rose from 15% to 20% between 1991 and 2000 
Three development patterns are global and technologically advanced economy where wealth is created by increasingly well-trained workers. The arrival of highly skilled immigration in the 1990s and uncertain labor market conditions during the recession of the early 1990s emphasized higher education. Here we want to close this lecture. Thanks for listening.